0: Yeah. yeah, get ready, get ready for this. Will I am
1: uh, so ready for this? Is the formula? It's quite the base. Got a formula better than Will I am? Yes,
0: uh. what your can represent. do for you. Bad. Don't put this in the episode. Don't oh, put it. have the flow. Normally, I do have a good flow. Hey, welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. I'm excited because we have spent a few weeks away. We have. This is the Haas Boys Podcast. Yes, it is. My name is Max, and I'm here with my buddy Mike. Yeah, what's up? Talking Formula One. We're talking Haas F1. Mm. And we do apologize. We had a couple weeks break that came out of nowhere. (laughs) We could have set you guys up for it. (laughs) But, But I had to move. Mike had to move, and so the studio... Um, some of you saw on the Instagram studio was taken all apart, completely torn down. And it is currently being built into a whole new studio, an entirely new one. So it's going to be rad. It's going to be epic. Thank you for listening and your patience and your patience. (laughs) And we're going to be adding video again. Yes, we will. People have been asking, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. Thanks for watching. We loved our video. We did do. Yeah. We loved our (laughs) video episodes. Um, and the new studio is going to look really good, but yes, currently you have to suffice with just the audio (laughs) for this week. So (laughs) shut up about it. Just (laughs) leave us alone. There's only, there's only so many hours in the day. No, but it was good. We did have (laughs) lots of people writing in and they were concerned that we weren't going to do more episodes. But of course, we're going to do more episodes. We're
1: still here. We're still here. We just had to switch studios. And it was quite the process. And as Max has just informed you, still not done. Still not done, which is why the videos aren't up and going. (laughs) Yeah. If you guys
0: saw the room we're
2: sitting in right now,
0: I'd be slightly (laughs) embarrassed. But it's going to be great. We might put up some Instagrams asking for decor input. Yeah. Because we do have tons of stuff. Do you want to know something else that's coming into our decor library inventory? Yeah, what? Dude, we won. Oh, yeah. The Haas limited edition signed money poster poster. from Monaco. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so rad. This (laughs) is actually
1: Max is making this sound so much more like it was the podcast. But well, it was I, actually just Max. Yeah,
0: I, I I won it with my personal, <laughs> yeah. even though I posted it to the podcast Instagram too. Right. I was just trying to, you know, get more chances out there. Yeah. But we won. I didn't even know it was happening. Yeah. So, um, way to go, Max. Yeah, I'm Trying to trying really, to keep this alive. Yeah, you really did <laughs> it. Um, I was talking with the Haas chap today. Oh. Our good old friend from across the pond. <laughs> Henry. And he was asking if I had won the poster because he did a post too about it. You uh-huh. know, all the Haas fans were out there trying to get those posters. Right. There's only a limited amount. Yeah. And he got one too. Oh, so.
1: yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what about that? What? Screw you, Henry. It's
0: exclusive
2: to us. Yes.
0: No more English people getting these American goodies. Why do you think you
2: deserve it? <laughs> Get out of here.
0: Little did he know. Yeah, we were just waiting. Yeah, to unload all this rage. Yeah. Not, On not his the, fault. No, it's because there was some no. bad, bad race results from us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Henry. We love you. It's just the. It's just been a rough few weeks. It's just been a rough few weeks. But
0: before we get into that, Mike, did you, you might have had something to start off the podcast episode with? Yes. Yeah, so. This has been a rough intro been, to this episode. It is.
1: But you know, this is good. This is how we do it. Yes. <laughs> this is how we do it. I'm going to cut that because we don't actually have licensing rights for that. Oh. Even if I sing it. And you, if you recover a cappella?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pentatonics? How, <laughs> how? How many, do they? How get many episodes all the are we gonna have where we mention Pentatonics? <laughs> well, until they stop being the best band
1: alive,
2: <laughs>
1: then oh. we will continue to talk. Oh, about okay, that. good. All right. Okay. So here is the question that has been on my mind for weeks, mm. and I, I felt like I couldn't conjure up the answer on my own. And I couldn't, a lot of times, listeners, Max and I's brains can be pretty similar. And so I can answer a question of like, Max, if it were this situation, what would you do? And so I don't ask him. But in this scenario, Mm, it stumped me. So here's the question. Of the drivers on the grid, which would you introduce to your sister? To date? Yes.
2: Mm,
0: I was, I I honestly was going to say Kevin Magnuson. Really? Yeah. He yeah. seems like a really honorable man. Man. He's he totally. My cause so like my brain process went Kevin Magnuson. I was like, good looking dude, honorable man. Seems like he treats his family really well. Yeah. Good, Sailor. D- good guy. Then I was like, mm he I don't know And I went to like Well who's a guy I can know Is not gonna do anything To my sister And I was like Lance (laughs) Period (laughs) Like It's just gonna be a terrible date (laughs) He's gonna show up To the wrong house For the date And screw up Any chance he has With my sister So Okay okay. um, I think Kevin Madison Is a very solid choice I'm so surprised You didn't say George Russell I don't want Any chance of him In my family (laughs) Not even not even a remote not chance. even the the chance of just like a second date. No, yeah. too it's too close, too oh, close, dude. Not George Russell. I don't need that. Yeah, I gotta keep it. Gotta keep it good. Is it raining? <laughs> <laughs> it's raining in here. Uh, we'll get into the Spanish Grand Prix, <laughs> which we'll the highlights were all just George Russell. And
1: they all were George
0: Russell. It was somehow. all just like weird bloopers from George Russell. <laughs> There's also some amazing bloopers from George Russell in Monaco. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) what is he up to? So this episode, what we're going to be doing, we're going to be talking about the races that we did miss. I think it was Imola and Monaco and the Spanish Grand Prix just happened. Correct. So we're going to be talking about those, some of our quick overviews and highlights from those races. Then we do have a lot of fan questions that have come in over the past couple of weeks. And we're going to be answering those questions, so that gives us a nice roadmap for the episode today. Yeah. And do we want to start with, I mean, Imola or Monaco? Yeah, I think- uh, I mean, Imola, not a lot happened. Imola was a shame. I mean, so if you don't know, Imola is a race in Italia, Italia,
1: and it got flooded out. They didn't even hold it; it's postponed. It was—it's the closest racetrack to Maranello of the races in Italy, and so it is technically Ferrari's home race. All of the the Formula One guys are all from Maranello. Yeah. The, well, well, the Ferrari. Ferrari is... Haas. Yeah, Ferrari's The HQ. only ones that you should care about. So it's like the home race. So it is the home race. Even though Monza is also in Italy, Imola is slightly closer. Slightly closer. And so in addition to that, Faenza, which is Imola, is where Alfa Tauri is. So, is that a city? Yes. Faenza uh, okay. is a city where uh, Alfa Tauri is headquartered. Okay. And so this natural disaster, this flood mm-hmm. that took place actually displaced quite a few alpha Tower-y employees and it had quite a, a big effect on the team in that way well the good news was that the factory was unaffected and a lot of those families that were displaced were actually sleeping at the factory hmm. to uh lay low for a little while until the water and cleared. to put in some more hours a- and also um we know how performance have been a little low i mean so, we I mean, know <laughs> yuki was cracking the whip on those employees <laughs> yeah. he's out there pushing <laughs> brooms in the street trying to be like i'm a good guy i'm just trying to help but yeah. really, he would come back to HQ and be like, have you fixed that part yet?
0: <laughs> the brakes.
1: <laughs> Yuki was going off on the brakes. Oh, in Monaco. man, he was. So, but Imola. Imola was a definitely a disappointment that we didn't have it this year, but obviously we care deeply about how many people were affected by that. Yeah, so. it was, Um,
0: I guess I just didn't realize that flooding could happen in Italy. It just, it was crazy that, and you take look at pictures and there's the whole track is just covered in water. It was submerged. And pretty wild. Then postponed. Yes. And then we went to Monaco. Monaco is like the Super Bowl of Formula One racing. <laughs> it really racing. is. Yeah, it, it is. It is the Miami Grand Prix that Europe has to offer.
1: <laughs> that is definitely not the way I would describe it. It but is. Europe, I really like the way they describe it. You is Europe
0: it. trying to do the Miami Grand Prix. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's joke because Monaco is the actual place with an actual bay yeah. where <laughs> jillion dollar yachts pull up right next to the track and Right, you have gorgeous men and women from every sort of like walk of life. Yeah. And yeah, walk of life, just like singers, DJs, celebrities, models, entrepreneurs, all landing in Monaco. Right paying jillions of dollars literally way too much money and this race has been there it's the oldest race it is the one, one of, of the, the oldest. oldest races
1: on the calendar and it yeah everyone goes there and just shows off how much money they have it is iconic it is one of the crown jewels for the triple crown right and yep. so when you talk about monaco it is one of the most important races to a driver's career to win and it's in iron man 2 tony stark <laughs> drives around on in I'm, monaco I, I, I we have to get past this as fast as possible i'm just trying this to help is, our listeners this is the most embarrassing thing that monaco <laughs> has under its belt but i'm um,
0: <laughs> going into monaco this year i'm always hesitant because as a new person i've learned that monaco can be pretty boring it can because it's it's an old circuit and it's so tight because it's built into the city that these new big cars really can't pass each other
1: well Right. But this year was actually kind of crazy. Super phenomenal it race. It was exciting. Right. And here's the thing about Monaco is it's either extremely exciting or it's not. It is very polar. Okay. And so this year delivered one of those iconic, like, we'll remember it into the future mm-hmm. races. And we'll remember Lance Stroll pinballing his way around the circuit when it started Dude, raining. Yeah, it started <laughs> raining, like, about a
0: two-thirds of the way in or yeah. the half the way in.
1: and people were just drifting and <laughs> Kevin Magnuson was yeah. out on hard tires for like four <laughs> laps. It was straight downpouring. <laughs> I was like, Hey, Lando Norris, 2020 or was it 2021? Where was it that he oh, was in Sochi? He's He's in Sochi. Would it, would it, yeah. yeah when it rained hard. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey Lando, that's how you drive in the rain on slicks.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Lance was just banking off of one wall, then drifting and banking off another wall. <laughs> Oh, I probably should have laughed that hard. It, but it was, was really, really funny. It, it was, was really, really entertaining. Funny. Um, and it was oh, it was a disappointing race if you were a fan of Fernando Alonso. Right. Because he almost had pole position. Right. And if you get pole in Monaco, it's a really good chance you win Monaco. Right. But like Max beat him by the tiniest little margin.
1: It's one of those things where that like he had three tenths that he gained in the final sector of that racetrack. And that racetrack's final sector is mostly tight ninety-degree corners, mm. and so to gain three tenths—that's pretty, pretty is pretty amazing. Driving, yeah, and I also do think that it's like it does come down to differences in manufacturer. Red mm. Bull is fast. It really fast in, in low speed and, and in high speed and in everywhere yeah, apparently. It is just really fast. Yeah. And so just a really I mean Max gets tons of credit for that. Yeah. It was a great lap. It was crazy. And then when it came down to the race, there was that kind of controversial call where Aston put slick tires on Aston right or as on, on was, Fernando's right car as it was raining. Right as it was raining. And it's interesting because the defense is, is that if they had gotten it right and uh the rain went away, it was a race winning decision. Yeah. And if they put them on intermediates and the rain didn't come, that was a race losing decision. Which was yeah. a bigger problem given the the gap to the car mm. behind. So it sounds like they didn't take the bigger risk. Right. Which so, would have paid off. Right. And if they had gone to intermediates, mm-hmm. there is a good chance that Fernando and Max would have been either wheel to wheel or Fernando would have taken the lead. And that would have been exciting. It would have definitely been huge. It's one of those things where it coulda, shoulda, woulda. Hindsight is definitely Uh 20-20. The lap that they called him in, it was only raining in two turns. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, is it going to stay? I don't know. So it's definitely hard to say, oh, they blew it. They're a bunch of idiots. Because it wouldn't uh, wouldn't have remained that way, at least in their eyes. So ultimately, still a really fun, entertaining race. Yeah. Is there any part of the race that sticks out to you as uh, your favorite part? I mean, I think, that the, I think that the curse of Charles Leclerc just continues to grow <laughs> deeper and darker mm-hmm. as Monaco progresses into his career's future. It's something that he has eluded him, and it should not have mm. so many times at this point. Yeah. And uh, he got penalties. He dropped back in the grid, and just... This poor guy. He's just been really hammered in the last couple weeks. Yeah um so that was your highlight watching it was charles <laughs> <laughs> charles fail
2: uh, uh so my
0: highlight yeah, was, was was your highlight of was Michael. um george russell trying to bargain <laughs> with the team oh yeah to be like hey like cause so, so george russell is behind lewis right and he feels he has more pace than lewis and he wants to get away from who's behind him, like Ocon or someone was behind him. Or, right. And so he's he's like, he wanted to pull away, but Lewis is in front. Right. And so he calls the team radio. He's like, hey, hey, can I pass Lewis? He's like, I promise I won't get too far ahead because he had a five second penalty. So he's right. like, if I can just get past Lewis, I'll stay within five seconds so Lewis can still get the place at the end when my penalty comes into play. I was like, dude, what is this bargaining, what? man? What are you doing? <laughs> Does anyone trust you? No. In the middle of a race, can you imagine calling into Lewis and be like, hey, George has this idea. He says he won't go too fast. Do you want to go for it? He's just going to pass you and he <laughs> promised he won't go more than five seconds faster than you.
1: Mom, I swear I, I didn't eat breakfast cereal just barely. I just want, can I have a little bit of ice cream before I go to bed? Mom, just one more race, Just one more race in Mario
0: Kart, Just one more. And then you select the whole Grand Prix and you have to do four races.
1: It, it's the mushroom cup, Mom. <laughs> it's technically one race. It's technically one
0: race. <laughs> Why has this it been is, six races? This is exactly my thought. I was like, <laughs> who, "Who the hell believes him?" Yeah, no one believes Real him. Is just like, "Hey, no, can you just turn off
1: the intercom to George?" Yeah, just, just <laughs> actually put his radio in. Yeah, to a recorded automated system <laughs> that he has to respond by giving numbers until he can get into his engineer.
0: Just, uh just randomly generated <laughs> feedback. Just that are always like, "Yep, we'll look into it." Yep. Or, Copy. Yeah, we're checking. Yeah, we will check on that. Keep racing. You're doing good. <laughs> just, just automatic responses. And he'll just, like, he'll keep driving. Yeah. And he'll just keep driving. What's the delta?
1: <laughs> Zero two four. And he's like, for What? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I, which is delta. It's just the time between the car behind or in front. Oh, there you go. Let's see some just, lingo. It just, just throws numbers back at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good system. We should create it. Yeah, I think the teams would really buy into that. Dang. Yeah, that was hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely probably, in my opinion, also probably the best part of Monaco, yeah, now that you pointed it out like that. Um, and we didn't really get a chance to see Mercedes upgrade package. Not so much in Monaco. Because it's a
0: weird circuit to do anything with your car on. Right. But are we ready to move to the Spanish Grand Prix? I think we're ready. Also, do you know what bugs me? What? I I, I can't stand people. Pro- I, I think I've said this on the podcast before. Uh-oh. Pronouncing just the word grand as grand.
1: Grand Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree
0: not like it. No, it's grand. It's Grand Prix. <laughs> it's Grand Prix. Yeah, I can get away with not saying the X. Yeah, yeah,
1: but um, Grand Grand Prix. I know. Look, there's certain areas where it makes sense. It's like you know, you and I both lived in Australia. Grand Prix, and we. It, do, it's like if you say Melbourne, you deserve to have your nose broken. Yeah, it's Melbourne. Yeah, right. But so, it's just weird coming out of like an American ESPN pundit's mouth. Totally. And they it's do like, it I, every I time.
0: Wait. It's like I'll let
1: like whatever Crofty say whatever right, he wants. Right. But like whoever
0: on the ESPN? No. It sounds weird.
1: Yeah, it's like Thanks for watching the Mother's Polish brought to you exclusively <laughs> by the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah, this doesn't you like fit. I'm gonna this is
0: you're stupid. And it got me thinking, are there just normal prees? Oh okay.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> Not a grand. What, what? Why does it? Why is it grand? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I it's it's the top echelon of motorsport. It max, is, but
0: I feel like every motorsport race I see now is grand prix. So, was there ever a point in like the 1950s where they're like, "This is the prix. This is just the" And average... then Monaco was like, "We're the grand prix." Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, wait, you can't do that." <laughs> How dare you? Why are you trying to like level up like that? Are you just a normal pre? Because we're Monaco.
1: We're Grand Prix. I don't know why this has to turn into a measuring contest, guys. <laughs> I think ours is pretty grand. But normals, normal, a normal pre is just as good. I mean, <laughs> anyway. Why, why has everything got to be a measuring contest? You know what I mean? I don't know. Is that average? And when everything's grand, nothing's grand. Oh, exactly. When everyone's super. Yeah. No one is. Thank you, Syndrome.
0: Okay. Incredibles. Mm. Spanish Grand Prix. <laughs>
1: All right, Spanish Grand Prix. Yeah, getting in there. This just happened just yesterday. Just yesterday. So we're fresh off of this race. Yeah. Lots to remember. Uh, circuit de Catalunya obviously made the new adjustments where they removed the final chicanes from the circuit and they ran a layout. I that, saw that. I that mean, there they was this since awful chicane.
0: Yes. Did it hopefully get more speed through there. Yes. Make it more exciting, right?
1: Right. And they were kind of going for that same thing that like Abu Dhabi has done, where yeah. they took away some of those slower <laughs> hairpin turn type of chicane movements to create better opportunities for passing. Mm-hmm. And... Despite this race having an absolutely dominating Max Verstappen leading and winning, it did produce the type of passing and overtaking that I think they expected. Hmm. The race itself didn't yield a big, dramatic moment or, or anything that really felt all that substantial. Yeah, I think a lot of the feedback that was pointed at the Spanish Grand Prix is it
0: wasn't very exciting. Right. And that was just because Max got into the lead at the beginning and stayed into the lead until the, v- the very end took off right and but in between there was tons and tons of overtaking right and there was some really good moves from both Haas drivers the Haas we struggled right every time I looked up we were going back in for new tires and I kept thinking how are we gonna win the race if we keep switching tires we're
2: always in the
0: pits Haas did struggle and Gunter the team principal was just saying they just had tons and tons of tire degradation right and that would have just like you need, to, you need to get new fresh
1: tires if you don't have tires left. And that's definitely a, an issue with the car. As we said in the past, it's a great qualifying car, mm-hmm. but in race strategy, it seems like the car just kind of struggles because it just burns your tires a little too quick. Yeah. So the aerodynamics are working too good is basically what that is. Really? Yeah. It's just meaning like lots of downforce is hitting that car, so slamming those tires into the asphalt. Well, and mainly through the corner because they have a better cornering speed at that point. Mm. And then you're getting so much traction as you go through the bend that you're yeah. wearing the tire out. Okay, gotcha. Generating too much heat. Yeah, but it was, I mean, there are
0: some good highlights that uh, you can pull from there and there are a lot of them are from Haas because Nico Hulkenberg had some amazing like weaving double overtakes between like Joe Guan Yu and yeah. Nick DeVries. Yeah, there was some really good uh, racing in the pack. Kevin sure. had some really good overtakes but they just kept like at one point they were almost double points finished and then they had to like go in and
1: fight their way back up a little bit right. so not a fun day for haas definitely a struggle i also feel like it, there was probably no team more embarrassed than ferrari this weekend i i yeah. don't think that anyone anticipated charles to get knocked out in q1
0: okay so here's here, this is the <laughs> second time you brought him up and I'll bring up this listener question now because it fits. Okay. And uh, uh, one of our longtime listeners, Devin Doxey, he wrote in, he said, I'm so tired of Chuck. Signs is so much better. Interesting. Can you bring
1: that up on the next podcast? Yeah. I mean, so once again, the consistency is king a little. And that's something that I feel like I've noticed with the difference between Charles mm-hmm. and Carlos Signs. Yeah. We've seen that Charles is volatile. He's either on mm-hmm. pull yeah. or he's in the wall. Right, it's kind of one or the other, uh-huh. and Carlos Sainz is like, "I'm here and I'm going very fast. I'm going as fast as I possibly can." Yeah, and I end up qualifying pretty well.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like, okay,
1: that was an actual quote from him. Yeah, this <laughs> it sounds really good. <laughs> that was we we got that soundbite this yeah. weekend from him. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, it just it's it's unbelievable to me that the that the Charles Leclerc is driver number one at Ferrari attitude. Yeah, seems to continue to exist. And while these rumors about Lewis Hamilton and where he's going to sign his next contract, Mm -hmm. a lot of people were saying, well, Lewis is going to be teammates at Ferrari with Charles Leclerc. Yeah. And that Carlos is going to be let go. That's bonkers. That can't be it. That can't be it. Yeah. Even Mattia Benotto. This is part of the friction that the team started to get. Mm -hmm. Mattia Benotto was starting to favor Carlos because Mm. he was so much more consistent.
0: Man. Yeah. So do you think the mystique of like Charles Leclerc is like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Starting to fade at Ferrari. I don't. Do you think Fred Vasseur, team principal, is would he be able to kick Charles Leclerc out? I mean, at the end of the day, I think that one of the things that's so interesting about it, being a driver at Ferrari mm-hmm. is it's not even the team that's going to turn on you. The what fans. turns on you first is the, well, <laughs> the basically la familia, <laughs> mm-hmm, <yeah. laughs> but basically with the tifosi, yeah, the Ferrari fandom. Because I was a
0: like I was I'm not I wouldn't say like I'm a big fan of like Charles Leclerc, but like. <laughs> When I first started watching Formula One, I was introduced to him through Drive to Survive. Right. And I was like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. Like, and, and like he, he he's won a couple races. For sure. I was like, there's lots of promise here. In the past year or two, I don't know why people are still on the Charles Leclerc train. Right.
1: Yeah. It's definitely been brutal. He's shown more of the choke artist. Under pressure than the, you know, somebody who can overdrive and yeah. and take a car that's not quite there mm-hmm. to the top step of the podium. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of, we're seeing Fernando Alonso push Aston Martin yeah. beyond where it is. Yeah. And Max Verstappen is pushing that Red Bull yeah. into a realm of a little less than it actually is because I don't think he wants to show the true pace. Yeah. But when you look at Charles, he's trying to push the Ferrari past its limit and then goes past the. That limit. Mm. And then that's what keeps causing accidents, lack of consistency. And unfortunately it comes across in a way that it's like, is it Ferrari or is it Charles? Yeah. And there's definitely been times like his Monaco Grand Prix that he should have won Mm -hmm. last year with Sergio was full. It was full blown Ferrari strategy problems that took the win away. Mm -hmm. And again, it's his qualifying efforts are usually what outshines and gets him in those positions to win things. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's so volatile. So I don't know. It's, the, the hard thing that I can say about the Ferrari this year is that it does not seem nearly as competitive as it was last year. Yeah. And Which so is, a part of me is curious if that's part of what's going on. And people have been, and we can talk about this now if you want,
0: people have been speculating like, oh, what's Lewis going to do next year? Because he hasn't right. signed his contract with Mercedes yet. Right. And with the new, speaking of the Spanish Grand Prix, the Mercedes was miles ahead of where it was last time we saw it on a decent track. Right. They have improved a lot tons. So like I can see Lewis wanting to stick with Mercedes. Right. I think Toto and Lewis have a great relationship. Totally. And totally. Why would you
2: <laughs> Why would you
0: bounce to Ferrari when they're struggling? Definitely. If right. anything, I mean that seat is open for Daniel Ricciardo. Right. And there's plenty of other drivers that could probably fill that too.
1: Right. And I mean even Fittipaldi, there's a few people mm. that are in the reserve roles. They they even have Giovanazzi sitting there. Oh, yeah. And so uh, one thing that's a, a major part of this is that I uh, actually just to even talk about the Mercedes really fast. Mm-hmm. One thing is, is that I do feel like the perception was, is that Mercedes has figured it out. They've got a silver bullet and they have overtaken Aston Martin in the now they're the second fastest car. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. Mercedes was fast at the Spanish Grand Prix last year. Okay. So, something that's a very interesting part Ooh. of Formula One. They're putting empanadas in the fuel. They put it in the fuel, and it's a delicious fuel. <laughs> but the empanadas aren't exactly like But black. we can't get
0: them anywhere They're else. They're not a native
1: to España. <laughs> They're more of a South America thing. Uh, so, anyways... But the point is, is that where do they do testing? Do you remember what track they do testing at? Of course, early- Daytona. <laughs> 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 no, Max. No, I don't. remember. That's for Chucky e. Lay- Leclerc, not yeah. Charles Leclerc. Where is Where is it? They do all of preseason testing at Barcelona. Oh, the Spanish Grand Prix okay. track. Okay, so so they have it down to. This science. is the This is the track where it kind of shows whether or not an upgrade really performed well. A but B, it's also all of the data that you got in early testing to then wage what you're going to do next uh, with. Use those like a measuring stick. Right. And so Mercedes last year was really fast at the Spanish Grand Prix. Hmm. Which I think gave them a little bit of this false belief that the car was heading in the right direction with the zero pod. Okay, yeah. And here we are, fast forward to this year. Yeah, they've got new side of, pod, rid of that zero pod. Yeah, and the car is just as good, if not a little bit better, than it was last year. And so I think that this is kind of a track exclusive trait that the current design of the Mercedes. Jeez, Mike, use you your detective skills. And well, you know, sometimes you just got to be there. I know. Because all these other reporters are just being like, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell are my favorite. And it's because they're British.
2: <laughs> and yeah, so. We're
1: happy you're on the podcast for yeah. sure. <laughs> so I'm over here a little bit speculative that Mercedes has a good race car in Spain, but I'm not sure it'll translate in Canada. And Canada's the next one. I mean, I just I we mean,
0: you know Canada is known for having terrible roads. <laughs>
1: They're known for having absolutely horrendous infrastructure.
0: (laughs) Racing aside, here's my beef with Canada. Speaking of Canada, I've been waiting for a moment to just rant. No, uh, what do you even call the surface of the track? I've called it asphalt on yes, this. Yes, yes, that's is correct. that what you'd call it? Bitumen yeah. if you're in Australia. <laughs> yeah, is tarmac, tarmac. Yeah, asphalt. The track surface. Right. Okay. It is very rough in Canada. It is very rough and that very doesn't bode bumpy. Well. Doesn't bode well for Haas. It,
1: uh,
2: well, yeah, that's true. High I degradation, anyway, for
0: sure. So you think that that could be a better
1: chance to see the Mercedes upgrade? a
0: more honest view of what they're doing
1: I think it'll give us a clearer picture of whether or not they are as quick as they were in Spain okay and this racetrack again is really bumpy and Uh last year that was exaggerated to an insane amount because of porpoising Mm -hmm. this year we definitely have seen less of the bouncing from porpoising which is the aerodynamic version of it Mm -hmm. and now the suspension is very stiff on a lot of these cars and so we'll see a lot of bouncing that'll be kind of a little bit more violent this year in Canada Ah, yes we love of speaking of mercedes at the
0: spanish grand prix yes we had more great bloopers from george russell <laughs> i think everyone loves the he thought it was raining
1: <laughs> i can't even keep it together for the full story if you didn't see it
0: he's driving along and he's like hey it's raining at corner three or that, it's, it's raining at turn five and they're like okay we'll look into it and then they're like, it's not raining, it just must be like the sweat in your helmet. I mean,
1: my favorite part of this is that they didn't come back to him. They didn't, yeah, no, they, they didn't. left him alone. Again, like, 10 laps later. response. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll look into it, George. <laughs> 10 laps later, George comes back over the radio. Has, it, has anyone else radioed about the rain? <laughs> or is it just me? Yeah, because I have a feeling it might just be the sweat in my own helmet. <laughs> and then the, his engineer comes over the radio and he's like, yes, George we think it might be the sweat in your helmet <laughs> but don't
0: worry we didn't broadcast this to the entire world then they look at each other and like high five yeah, like, we like,
2: got him
1: <laughs> we sent <laughs> that to Crofty what a it nerd it to him <laughs> I love picturing the the engineers at Mercedes make fun of George while he's in the car. They're like, what a
0: dork. They're like, what do I say? Don't even respond. (laughs) Just forget. (laughs) Don't even forget it, dude. Don't even tell him, dude. Just see how long he thinks it's raining. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Tell him to come in for wets. Dude, tell him to come in for wets. Toto's like, guys, don't. Toto's like, Don't you do that. (laughs) That's really funny but I don't want you to do that
0: <laughs> But one thing that is Impressive about that so I, I Watched a, his post race interview At some point where he's saying that like A bit of his hair had gotten like out From like his little baklava the little fire Yeah yeah protecting yeah protecting thing the, the helmet sock uh huh and um And I think he says he's like I think I was like you know Sweating like I do in a race and it was like Coming out on the hair and He's like and when I would break The sweat would fly off my face into The visor oh isn't that bonkers? That just gives you, if you're new, another perspective on how fast and powerful these cars are and how insane the brakes are. Right. That, like, when you're braking, the sweat is flying off your face <laughs> and
1: hitting the visor <laughs>
0: that on this inside. It's insane.
1: It's
2: very 5G. crazy.
1: Yeah. Of force that's yeah. pulling the sweat of your brow yeah. into the visor of yeah. your helmet. It's crazy. Very nuts. And George, although we love to make fun of him and poke a little bit of <laughs> the bear here, Yeah, he did have an incredible race. He drove from 12th to 3rd. Really Both great. Charles Leclerc and Sergio Perez started really further back, Yeah, and Sergio only worked his way to 4th. Charles only worked his way to 11th and didn't end up getting points. Mm. And so George, George gets some kudos sorry, for finishing sorry, third. So not a bad race for him. Lots of overtakes. Spanish Grand Prix. It was a better race than I think it was getting the review for. Yeah. But definitely, a, I we, agree with everyone who's just, griping. It's just been a while since we had a good crash and a shakeup in a safety car. Yeah. And I think right now we're all feeling a little deflated that Max is this dominant. Yeah. Right now. It's hard. Ultimately, I think that Red Bull has done something that Mercedes was doing. Mm-hmm. And when you can think of an engineer and the ultimate way of how to succeed, yeah, you pick a driver mm-hmm. and you make that driver, you make the car one with that driver. And I think that Adrian Newey and Max Verstappen and Christian Horner have, and Helmut Marko, that quartet mm-hmm. of individuals. Yeah has made that Red Bull an extension of Max. Mm, yep. And Sergio is just not, it's not an extension of Sergio. I fully agree. I I immediately think back to interviews with Daniel Ricciardo
0: talking about struggles at McLaren and how it seems like he would struggle when he was aware of the car around him. Right. But when he like won Monza, when he was like doing good at Renault and winning at Red Bull, it was just like he was in a flow state and he was one with this car. Right. And if you can build a car that is an extension of that driver's body and they don't have to think about where this button is or... How this is gonna act if I
1: do this? Like if it's
0: just one with you?
2: Yeah,
1: you're crushing it totally. And I just see Max being at the highest level of intuitive, yeah. natural reaction times. Everything. Yeah, he is so dialed with the RB nineteen. Yeah, uh, that uh, nobody else seems to be anywhere near him. So really, 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 really top notch level of performances at a Red Bull right now, and it is it is Michael Schumacher Ferrari dominant it is Lewis Hamilton Mercedes dominant yeah so I hope that somebody can catch him sometime soon yeah but it's uh it's definitely bleak yeah it's <laughs> very <the> bleak <laughs> um is still in 7th <laughs> yes and we
0: have hope we can move up in that standing I so, still, I still think it's possible to. A lot to look forward to shifting gears yeah Before we get into our listener questions, which I'm so stoked we got some great listener questions, I'll make a confession. Uh Uh-oh. I know. Uh Uh-oh. So, in the past, I have really bagged on Lewis and Mercedes. (laughs) Yeah. I stand by all those things I said. (laughs) But also, looking forward, Mercedes' Instagram is crushing it. Dude, they're the best in social media, by far. and And they haven't been. Yeah. It's been like this year... That they have become really funny. Right. They are poking fun at themselves. Very well. They do a great like, job at that. relevant meme culture. Mm-hmm. They're playing to the Formula Dank crowd. Right. And I'm laughing. Right. And it's hard. It's, <laughs> and I'm you, conflicted. Because I'm conflicted. I'm like, <laughs> I hate this. And I hate that I love it. <laughs> but it all goes into how like we, we said a few weeks ago, we would rather have Lewis win an eighth than Max win a third. There's something about it. It's nice that he's actually struggling. Right. And then with Mercedes being entertaining and funny, I'm like, oh,
1: this is rough. They're
0: no longer the rich boys from Mighty Ducks. Uh, Yeah, they're they're no no longer
1: the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks. Yeah. The cake eaters. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like pretty funny. Yeah. No, they definitely have earned some clout. For sure. You know, uh, tooling around the back with Haas and Williams. Yeah. As, as Ted Kravitz <laughs> would say, but you know, it's funny though, is that as soon as I was watching the Spanish Grand Prix this weekend, cause I, I hear you uh-huh. and I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But it was funny. I was watching the Spanish Grand Prix yeah and it was Max, mm-hmm. Hamilton and Russell. Yeah. And you're just like, and Ugh. immediately in my, in my head, I was just like, not again. Yeah. Just one Red Bull mm. and two Mercedes flying around the track. Yeah. I'm oh, just gosh. like, Ugh. I'm like, where's my Aston Martin? <laughs> Give me that it's breath true. of fresh air. That <laughs> That's hope. true. And so I, I think if it's, just, it starts I,
0: happening again, then I, yeah, I'm I'll but right now it's like, I'm just like barely cresting that water's edge of Mercedes
1: fandom, or at least tolerance. Do you want to hear my favorite part of this, this is my last note from Spanish Grand Prix? Yeah. Fernando Alonso was asked because it was, it was not a great weekend for them. Mm-hmm. And so Fernando Alonso was asked what they felt was going to be, uh, do they think that Mercedes has really come back and taken it from them? And Fernando Alonso said, no, this is a this is a track specific thing. We will crush them in Canada. (laughs) Oh, he got out of the car. It was the first words that came out of his mouth. This is why I love Fernando. Yes, this makes me happy. And I hope that Mercedes and Aston Martin are neck and neck for the rest of the season. Yeah, because then I have something to watch. Yes. Yeah. Fernando and Lewis being neck and neck. I would rather Fernando win than Lewis win. Can we ask that question? Uh, Yeah, we we know the answer to that question
0: fernando over (laughs)
1: lewis Uh, all day (laughs) if the greater than or less than signs you guys know which way they're pointing for us okay so first question this comes from claire she
0: writes i'm curious if it would be somewhat easy for a company to just put improvements on their car and not tell anyone use the budget but not record that they did i could see mercedes having a secret garage where they're making improvements but not documenting it or getting it approved
1: is it likely? Has this happened since the new budget laws? Good question. Great question, actually. Yeah, I'm going to go even deeper. And I just would say, say that's that. a great yes. question. The hardest part of this is how do you police improvements on an F1 car? It's so difficult when you consider that the, all of the arrow that they're designing right now is so much of it is under the car. Mm-hmm. And they say that the floor is everything. And now we know what the floors look like. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and we saw the underside of Williams. And Red Bull, and Red Bull, and Mercedes, and Williams is
0: just a piece of plywood. It was
1: literally looks like they went to Home Depot, yeah, and grabbed the uh, the cement spreading tools, <laughs> and they just pour fresh cement. And they just went, and they're like, "Yeah, you put a nice curve here, <laughs> and a nice curve here." This is, I, this is, I was told this is how they do that. But maybe they're in the budget. They uh, <laughs> Williams is definitely in the budget, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that like this is the trickiest part about having a budget cap, and I'm going to use the air quotes on this. Yeah. So Red Bull was caught. Last year. Last year, but it was actually for the year before. It was for 2021. Okay. The the year that they won their first Max Verstappen championship against Lewis for exceeding the budget cap. Mm -hmm. They did get a penalty that was wind tunnel time. They were cut back Mm -hmm. and they were fined, I think like something like $7 million, which was pretty brutal when you consider that they will, they went over the budget cap by like $100,000. Yeah. And it's like,
2: $7 mm, mm, yeah.
1: seven million for a hundred grand is a lot. But it also seemed like a little bit of a slap on the wrist for a team that used to spend five hundred million dollars on their car every year mm-hmm. and they're only spending two. All of that to say that all businesses are guilty of cooking books. Yeah. And it's whether or not the IRS can catch them yeah. in the act I of was doing say, things so like that. So you're
0: saying and this is how I feel is like I'm pretty sure that most teams are trying to <laughs>
1: cook their books they have to be yeah but in racing bending the rules is everything <laughs> and so whether or not your accountant it makes me mad is just as clever as your engineer is going to be as pivotal at this point yeah as anything else it makes me mad because as a Haas fan
0: I know that Haas can't yeah, they're actually just in the budget cap. yeah they're trying yeah. to cook they're, they're trying to reach the budget cap right they can't right whereas mercedes and red bull i know that
1: they're being shady they have jillions of dollars all they have to do is have people who work at the factory that are mercedes factory employees for the company for like mercedes uh, yeah not the f1 not the f1 team but like mercedes benz benz yeah as a company uh-huh and they're off the books yeah like uh, or, or what does a, what does an intern count yeah, as? Right. We didn't pay him. No, we didn't pay him. Yeah. I'm not telling you that Lewis didn't pay him. <laughs> yeah. He has his own LLC. <laughs> so, yeah, it's if, yeah, I would say. There's definitely rules and laws and regulations that are written to every little fine tooth detail about mm-hmm. this exact thing because yep. these are the most clever businessmen in the world. Yeah. Something that's very interesting about Formula One is that it doesn't just attract the most elite drivers and athletes. It doesn't just attract the most elite engineers, mm-hmm. but it attracts the most elite businessmen. I think that
0: we've said that on the podcast before. Right. That that's what makes this so fascinating. It's not just drivers. It's not just engineers. It's like, can you also be savvy with the business and the politics of all the of it? The Piranha
1: Club. If the team that's principals crazy. are, yeah. are they're, they're sharks. They're yeah. piranhas. They will bite you in the back pretty fast. So Uh to answer your question simply, I think that there is some, uh, Formula One has all sorts of shadiness going on all the time. So is it as blatant as sneaking wings and things under the floor or into the car on each weekend? I don't know, but I can guarantee you that there are cheaty bits on every single (laughs) one of those cars and you just, you'd have to imagine that there are not enough FIA employees Mm. to police but they're trying. every little inlet. Yeah, but and we hope they peace. get. We hope they get the cheaters. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully that answers a question, Claire.
0: Yeah. And hopefully it's not too bleak.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because everyone's trying their best. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So this next question, this comes in from Nicholas. I. He has written us before. Longtime fan. Nicholas rules. Thank you for he writing even in. starts out. Hello again, gentlemen. I have a fun fact to share and a question for the pod or yes. two. Ooh. Fact: Did you know the movie Driven? With Stallone was supposed to be an F1 movie. Mm. That seems right up your alley, Mike. Stallone F and F1. I have seen Stallone's driven, but during the pre-production phase, the F1 teams made it very difficult for Stallone and the production team to get any insight on what it's like in the paddock driving a car and so on this isn't a surprise to anybody so to not waste any that more era. time and due to frustration they changed the movie to an indie car type they did I didn't even know this movie existed yeah this, it's a decent
1: movie I was going through a bunch of 80s Stallone movies
0: yeah <laughs> this sounds like I need to put it right this, on the I think bon. this one
1: might be late 90s 2000s almost really yeah it's a more recent Stallone movie oh I'll still watch it yeah
0: it's <laughs> good like it's bad it's good It's like I like 80s effects yeah <laughs> I prefer the practicality. I want a Formula One movie where the soundtrack is synths and saxophones, <laughs> and Ryan Gosling's in the car. That's a cool fact. That is a very interesting fact. And now I have another car
1: movie to watch. Yes, you do. Mad, this this didn't make your list. I uh, main main thing that I can remember about but that movie, Comdor Man, made your list. <laughs> the main thing I can remember about Driven is that when Sylvester Stallone. Hums, he drives faster. I haven't seen oh. it in years, but it, I remember it sounds th- just <laughs> the like thing over remember. the top where he turns his hat
0: backwards and then like and then does the grip, grip <laughs>
2: screwed
0: at that point. <laughs> so I was like, what if we just do that? But I'm humming. But I'm humming in a race car. And then my car goes faster. They're like, the car doesn't work like that, Sylvester. And he's M- like, listen, Sly. Work like listen, that. Sly, the car doesn't work like that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> in IndyCar does
1: and in, in my in in when I'm the driver it does. <laughs> Adrian Adrian knew it
0: Adrian knew it Adrian what if I dri- do it what if I drive for Rebel and then when I win the race I'm my- Adrian knew it. <laughs> Oh, that hurts my soul. Oh, Why so didn't good. this movie get made? Oh, uh, well, thanks Nicholas for telling us about this movie.
1: I feel like it's better in my oh, mind. I think that that needs to be Max's new persona when he wins. If he if he wants to like really win the hearts of the fans, it yeah. just needs to be Sylvester Stallone from here on. Yeah, if he can get out of the car with the
2: wait. <laughs> <Win it. laughs>
0: Question, is it possible to see Haas get a podium this year or would next year seem more possible? This is a... That's a great question. At the beginning of the season, I said yes,
1: 100%. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a bit more bleak. For sure, in some areas. I think that there's there's an interesting... I think so. Yeah? I say yes. This, this year for, yes. for this year yes. yes i think that it would be easy to be right in saying next year uh, but i think that the ultimately what i would mostly be concerned with the thing that i'm thinking about here for not rolling the dice and saying this year uh-huh. is that man hulkenberg's qualifying attempts Mm -hmm. have been such that if there was something dramatic to happen at the front, Mm -hmm. that it's possible. I, You know, I'm like, when we talk about how Red Bull has had zero reliability problems recently, Mm -hmm. and Mercedes hasn't really lost an engine, these guys are going to get into the point where these these engines have to be replaced, Mm -hmm. and they're going to have 10-place grid penalty drops or whatever for power unit problems. Yeah, things can shake up. definitely. Remember, Nico almost got a podium in Australia, but they took it away from him. They literally he was just in third. They literally took it away from him because they're the FIA and they hate everyone. And that was a
0: shakeup of a race. And Hulkenberg and Magnussen were driving great, right? And so I was just I think that there's more chances like that this year where Haas can be right in the zone and in the right place at the right
1: time. Just we're, get like how we got a poll last year, right? It's just gonna it's gonna happen. I feel it. There's definitely tracks that have Jeopardy tied to them. I love the Christian Horner word Jeopardy. (laughs) He doesn't like racetracks that bring too much Jeopardy to the table. Mm. But we have more sprint races in our future. We have more things that cause Jeopardy Mm -hmm. to a race weekend for these teams. And so I do think that Haas is still within a shot. Mm -hmm. Alpine and McLaren are still too inconsistent to consider them to be teams that are going to keep us from getting to the top. Mm. Uh, I feel like they have great weekends and then they have horrible weekends. It's really seaside. I honestly was kind of blown away that Ocon, Right Ocon got on the podium in Monaco
0: Right And when I saw that I was like Oh I forgot he's a driver (laughs) I really did
1: I was like Oh Weird Oh You're still here (laughs) Weird That's funny yeah! Wow! Congrats, buddy! Yeah! But yeah, he's the he's the first Frenchman to stand on a Monaco Grand Prix podium since like '96. Wow! So it's been, it's been a minute. But yeah, I think yeah, all all the teams can be volatile, right? And so I think there's a good chance. There's definitely some good chances ahead of us. And so to answer that question simply, I think we're within a shot this year. It's definitely more likely next year. Yeah. And as just a quick little nugget, a lot of the reports have been saying that even Haas has admitted that having Nico on the team has hastened the development of the car mm-hmm. and their ability to get it on track quicker. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's just because Kevin's a nice dude and he's just so stoked to be back mm-hmm. that he's like, oh yeah, whatever you guys want to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But Nico is very all business. Yes. And I straight to the, the point. German in him. Right. And I think that he's really pushed the Haas team to be like, no, this is what we've got to do yeah. and let's get it done. Yeah. And because he's led teams like Renault and things in the past, I do think that, that that background has given him a ton of clout to get us ahead. So whether this year or next, I know that we've got... Good things in the future
0: all right and then his next question he says monaco is a great spectacle it's f1's daytona Mm, i'd say it's f1's miami grand prix (laughs) you're sticking to that huh (laughs) it's the miami grand prix of f1 yeah (laughs) or their indy 500 yeah but the track is so tight with new cars it's harder to pass The race, to me, and some people's opinions online, seems to be losing its flame. Yeah, we mentioned that today. It can be kind of boring. Right. Um, He said, could Monaco um, be made into an all-star race like NASCAR has? But aside from grand prize teams, the drivers race for various charities. What do you think about that? I feel like we talked about this last year. Did we talk about this last year? I don't know. But he says, thanks. Keep up the great work from Corvallis, Oregon. Yo! Thank you. O-R is Oregon. Is that
1: what it stands for?
0: Yeah. Or. Or. Corvallis or...
1: Or Or where? Or is he in Monaco? Or Tennessee? Or Memphis? Yeah, Memphis. Definitely option. No, I definitely think that... uh, I feel like we talked about this last year, but I'll go ahead and touch on it again. But yeah, I... For me, that has been the solution that I see for Monaco, which is creating an event that is a standalone, Mm -hmm. like an all-star race, and doing something that would be interesting in the sense of like potentially bringing a different type of car that is just a Monaco car. That's interesting. Because the track is so small, it would be the only way to keep it alive and competitive, in my opinion, would have to be something that's more Formula E-sized. And I don't know how many people of our listeners have watched a Formula E race, Mm -hmm. but something that's difficult with me for me in that sport is that it's cheesy. But their Monaco E-Pre was super... Such good racing. Really? And there was tons of passing and lots of Jeopardy, cars losing carbon fiber bits and whatever, but it was the jostle for the lead was insane. I think they had something like 21 passes or something for the lead. Mm. And it's like, when was the last time there was 20 passes for the lead in an F1 race? That's a lot, yeah. Never. That's crazy. And especially in Monaco. Yeah. So I think that if you took the current grid of drivers, made an all-star event and created a spec car specifically for Monaco... I think that you could keep the spectacle alive and make an event that people would just die to see in person. Because then you get the opportunity to see, is Max as good as Lewis Hamilton? drivers are
0: on the... Equal playing
1: field. Right. Is Fernando Alonso the really the one who's going to roll the dice the hardest and win because he knows how to play the entire field to his advantage until he has yeah. better tires at the right moment or it's whatever. An interesting. Interesting take on Monaco. Yeah. I think that that would be the solution moving forward. It's almost impossible to think that that could come true, but I think it's the only way. Oh, well, great.
0: Thank you for writing in again, Nicholas. You demand. man. I said that like a question, but I knew it was you, Nicholas. <laughs> Okay, and then the last question is a bit long, but in previous episodes, we're going to continue doing this. We've been talking about other disciplines in motorsport. Yes. And we had a fan write in, and he talks about IMSA. What does that stand for? International Motorsports of America. Probably something I don't know if it's international. It's not going to be America. But he has some great insights. Ooh, he compares... He's comparing lots of different motorsports to food. We're going to take time to talk about IMSA. I love that actually. on a future episode. So thank you for writing in, and we will make sure to highlight this amazing email. But I'll leave you with this little tasty nugget. He says IMSA is like sushi. Folks who love sushi really love sushi, but it can be complicated and is not for everyone. That's a good
1: point. I and he like has lots of other
0: ones. He has a NASCAR, IndyCar, and F1.
1: Yeah, so we won't give you those foods. Yeah, NASCAR's brisket for sure. It's a pulled meat. It's been smoked for days. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Maybe we'll compare you to Don. Maybe we'll join in in our food analogies. We'll compare you to
0: Don's uh, Yeah, food analogies. But thank you for writing in, everyone. Please send in more. Yes. Questions. We do have a lot of new listeners and followers because one of our reels is <laughs> popping off and people are jumping on every week. So if you're new to the podcast, um, please send us an email either through messaging on Instagram or our email is doshosboys at gmail.com. That's with the D, doshosboys. Final wrapping up. I think we had some more news things we wanted to hit and then we're ready to bounce. Yes. And what
1: is that news item? There was a room there. Which is, uh, it's a rumor, but it's more it's European. how they say it in European. <laughs> when you pay for things in Euros, that's how you say rumor. <laughs> and so, a rumor. And this rumor around the paddock is that Haas has secretly been signing a deal yeah. to be the next Alfa Romeo Formula One team. Interesting. And that the title sponsorship spot that MoneyGram currently holds yeah. Would be replaced by the Alfa Romeo badge. So it would still be Haas? So my assumption would be that... BMW, Haas presents Alfa Romeo? If, right. So BMW and Williams had a race team together mm-hmm. for years, and it was the Williams-BMW. Okay. And so... Red Bull had the Aston Martin badge for a little bit. Right. And so, and it, you know aston martin has cognizant and whatever mm-hmm. right like the title sponsor stands next to your, gotcha. your brand okay. name and so currently it is sauber alfa romeo do you that is the name of the team if this were to happen would you be hopeful actually it's called alfa romeo ferrari Sorry. <laughs> i lied but uh it is still sauber that is still yeah. the owner of the team and sauber's going with audi in the future correct so would you be hopeful if this happened? Would this be a good thing for Haas or is this a weird thing for Haas? I actually think it's a natural thing for Haas because oh. the ties between Maranello and Haas that already exist, but also because it honestly takes the Fiat umbrella because Fiat has both Alfa Romeo and Ferrari mm-hmm. under it. And to take them and be like, okay, both of our teams that have Marinello, Hub, and our Italian teams Mm -hmm. are next to each other. There's some synthesis there and that they can grow together and do things. Sauber was kind of an outlier. This is a team that's based in Switzerland. It's definitely more German than it is Italian. Mm. And so I think that Haas, as a team that's set up the way that they are, Mm. is actually a better option for Alfa Romeo. It's interesting. When I heard that,
0: I instantly thought of, I remembered that interview with Jeremy Clarkson at the end of one of the Formula One races. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Right. But he's a massive Formula One fan. Right. And they're like, it's good to see you at the paddock, like here at the track. And he's so great. He's talking with Brundle because he knows who Brundle is. Yeah, exactly. Gives him all the time that he wants. (laughs) Totally. And he's like, oh yeah, like I've always loved Formula One. He's like, I "I haven't been paying attention very much lately because it was kind of boring. He's like, but with the new cars... They're faster There's a lot of passing There's a lot of excitement He's like And my daughter's Getting into it Right And he's asking What teams are you Rooting for today He's like Oh I've always loved Alfa Romeo But it'd be And then he listed Two others But I'm like Oh Right We would have Jeremy Clarkson As a fan But right. Would he love The American Part of it Of course he would
1: <laughs> Come on <laughs> Richard I that- Richard would Richard would <laughs> But I think that Jeremy has to have a little bit of it. It is blood too he, at this point. He likes it because it's
0: what people don't like.
1: Yeah, he's because he's he he loves being different.
0: Yeah, he likes it because he loves being different. He right. loves being the opposite viewpoint. I think he would dig it. I mean, how great would it be to have Gunter Steiner <laughs> a guest on Clarkson Farm? Oh, that would be so good.
1: <laughs> what the are you doing Jamie? it's not how you do the grade it'd be great it'd be great so good but anyways I, I, I think that the Alfa Romeo move sounds extremely likely to me it doesn't seem like it's just a rumor mm-hmm. uh, again this isn't from an insider scoop we Haas haven't. hasn't told us anything or any we don't have any official press release to be handing out here we can say we do but we could pretend yeah and be a good idea probably so. fun rumors <laughs> fun rumor be interesting next year for sure definitely
0: that is it for the Hoss Boys. that's us thanks for being patient while we got the new studio up and going yes and we will see you and talk to you next week tell your friends rate us subscribe to us share us send us questions yeah
1: I mean it's all good it's all we like all of that stuff all right <laughs> see you guys next week bye it's one more podcast
2: oh, man.
0: It's it's awesome. Racing aside,
2: (laughs) here's my beef with Canada.